Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it. Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta episodes 20 and 21, which are both carrying the same name with just the part one and part two designator. This week we have with us Scotty P. There is no square pizza on the colonies. Was that just in the colonies or in the world? I'm going to go with the colonies. Because <laughs> I thought it was, there were no square pizzas, and I was like, what? Mm, mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe Operation British wiped out the only square pizza warehouse in the world. It was in Sydney. It was ground zero. Garen said, you know, I really can't stand that square pizza. Where do they make it? That's where we're dropping this thing. I was thinking that right-angled foods cause, like, new type seizures. And we have Luke. What's up? <laughs> That's a reference to a book that I don't think anyone's going to get. Maybe it one person. Head. It went over my head, so I was just staying quiet. I, can we have a heart-shaped pizza? Only on Valentine's. <laughs> All right. So the Argama has been ordered to I go... Somewhere did that. I think Little Caesars or somewhere did that. What? The heart-shaped pizza? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a pain. I want to make a note about the episode title before we start talking about the episode. Sure. Depending on where you look. For it's example, different names. Wikipedia.com. Yeah. Wikipedia.com's like entry of... Uh, like like we, I think we've talked about like the numbering of the episodes is off anyway. The, the titles are different. In particular... The last episode was, uh, what is it? It was Puru in Access. It was specifically spelled out as Puru, yeah. uh, even though it's it's full. Uh, um, this one is called Tearful Cecilia Part 1, but in the actual episode, it's translated directly as Cecilia the Crybaby, which has a very different meaning, if you depending on how you interpret yeah. things. I would say the literal translation is Crybaby. Yeah. Um, the, the, the meaning of it's very different, though. Like, well, like we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, but the meaning of it is very different depending on which, like, translation you're using. I mean, the Blu-ray is just "Crybaby Cecilia." Yeah. Episode twenty, "Crybaby Cecilia," part one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the argument has been ordered to go to Granada to. Prepare for a new operation. So we see them doing this. Um, so they have left access and headed to the moon. Um, Torres and Millie go out on a date together to go see Anaheim Electronics. Because um, we all know that Millie is a, a Gundam suit, uh, one of those Anaheim uh, engineers who's like hot for mobile suits were, were they on a date there or was was he stationed there or like assigned there at the moment no oh, he was on the argument well I th- oh so i'm sorry i thought you were talking about what before they left never mind never mind go ahead um uh, yeah so they they venture out on on uh, you know shore leave or whatever you want to call it and they they go out um we learned that 
Axis has launched a fleet to attack Earth. So they had kind of mentioned it in the last episode that Haman had left Axis. Uh, and this is just kind of the continuation of, of that. Uh, and who mentions this? Uh, Wong. Wong. Yeah, yes. I was getting confused because we completely skipped the Wong part. Wong yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I hadn't mentioned... Wong yet? Um, yeah, yeah. You, so, said, you said they they go out on a date, but um, he was he was he was at the art. He was at the Argo, He was stationary. He was not supposed to be leaving. Uh, when Bright and Wong come in and are talking, he gets dismissed by Bright. So that's why they that's like why they're able to leave at that point. Yeah. Um. So Axis has launched a fleet to attack Earth, and actually, we learned this like several episodes ago that that Haman was going to attack Earth, and she was going to lead the charge and be like the commander that inspired everybody but um she left that was two episodes ago but the reason it's coming up here is because wong has ordered the argama to descend to earth and bright is kind of complaining about it yeah um because that's too close to his family he might have to actually have to see them no that's not that's not at all what he mentions that doesn't happen um (laughs) but he is complaining about them having to descend to the earth now there's a little nugget in here or Wong says, when you get back, I will give you the new battleship we are building. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Bright's like, you'll get it. Or Wong's like, you'll get a new ship too. And and Bright actually makes a comment. He's like, don't you know that, you know, people are attached to, the, to what they have, the ships that they have? And you know, Wong, Wong doesn't care. He's just... yeah. Yeah, Bright's basically saying, I can understand how you think that's incentive, but, you know, because we're like your, he says, you think we're your, like, pawns in a chess game, but it's not really incentive for us. Uh, and then Wong is just real calm, deadpan, like, talking about Camille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Wong gives no fucks. Um yeah, so this is a part where we, we were talking about earlier. Judo thinks that all pizzas are round. Um, clearly, clearly all round. And then uh, Wong stops Judo as he's walking around and tells him, he yells at him for not maintaining his suit well enough. Because he's basically like, where are you going? You can't leave. Yeah. You can't leave the Argama. You need to go work on your suit some more. You couldn't have fixed it that quickly. Yeah, because they want to go get pizza. That's why they're talking about it. So they leave to go get pizza, and Wong is like, uh-uh. Yeah. And this this is the thing where I, I had mentioned in the last episode where Judo does a lot of things that you wish the other pilots would have done. So Wong tries to hit Judo, and Judo turns that shit right back around and just knees him in the gut or kicks him in the gut and just like sends him flying uh and everybody's like what the fuck and they kind of chastise judo but he's like nah fuck it that guy's a dick and he doesn't know he didn't have any idea who it is he's like fuck you i'm I'm getting pizza yeah he's like some dude tried to attack me i kicked the shit out of him and left him to (laughs) to his own means um so we go back to the the place where Millie and Torres are eating, which is a pizza parlor. Uh, and Torres tells Millie that leaving her behind will be hard. Um, and, you know, so will he. Um, 
my, my comment here was get some boy. So this is Torres's, you know, 30 seconds of flirting. We learn he also grows up on Granada and, you know, they're having a good time. And then um, Judo and L show up and they're like, who's buying who something? We're here to ruin that time for you. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we see a waitress being bullied by the chef or shop owner or whatever. Uh, and we it is Millie, Millie's friend Cecilia, who we also learn Torres knows. So it seems like Millie and Cecilia and Torres kind of all grew up together, maybe, or knew each other at the very least. Um, they say a few minutes from now um, that they were childhood friends. Yeah. Yeah, and Cecilia is kind of mentioning in passing here that she wants to leave the moon and go to a colony. And then this is a little bit after this is when she, like, she doesn't realize that Torres is there at first. He's got his head, like, behind a menu. And then they realize after she says that little bit about, like, oh, you're Torres. And then um, he calls her the clumsy crybaby Cecilia. And her retort back then is that he used to be called Wimpy Torres. Yeah. Yeah. You said they, they called him Empty Torres? Is that what you said? Wimpy. Wimpy, Wimpy Torres. The, the, the dub that I was watching, not the dub, I'm sorry, the subtitles that I was watching were translated to Torres the Week. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> this is not high fantasy. <laughs> well, he said, he, he said uh, uh, something about like, um, he's like, oh, you know, Cecilia the crybaby always, you know, always does this. And she's she's like, don't call me a crybaby. You used to be known as Torres the Week. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the fan subs are, are weird because I watched, like, I, I have, when I am at home, I have the Blu-rays. And when I am on the road, I have the fan subs. And it's, it's interesting to see how they handle different situations. I- I thought I had the Blu-ray subs because they're marked as like nope. BD subs. Like we I have, thought that's what they were. So yeah, the ones you're watching are the fan subs because I watch those when I watch, uh, like when I'm traveling. Like I was out of town last week um, and watched most of this. And uh, when I watch the Blu-rays, it's just interesting. You have to kind of like get yourself in a slightly different headset, like a mindset. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny sometimes. Um, yeah, so Gotten, Neil, and Crayu are preparing for an operation to blow something up on Granada. Uh, and you get a little funny scene where Gotten keeps, like, slapping his guys and basically being like, come on, guys, don't act like you're in the military here or our cover is going to be blown. And then they're like, yes, sir. And he's like, God damn it, stop. Um, they're, they're not, you know, they, they are the three musketeers. They keep, they keep saluting them. Yeah. Like openly in public. Yeah. Um, and then we see a little kid gives Cecilia uh, something that looks like a piece of bread, but turns out to be moon money. Um, and begs gotten not to get rid of her seat on an immigration ship. So we learn that Cecilia is in, in cahoots with gotten to a certain degree uh, in exchange for doing something shady she will get a seat on uh, an immigration ship to one of the colonies that she was wanting to go to with her family. 
Um, Which we can uh, we can assume is side six because uh, they mentioned that the money is even good in side six. And then we get some throwaway dialogue in the next scene. We go back to the pizza place. Well, first they're trying to explain to Judo what he did to Wong. And then they also mention, though, that um, like Judo like, doesn't want to talk about it. He changes the subject by saying, wow, it's crazy that an emigration ship costs 10,000 gilas. It's a lot. It, I don't know what that equivalent is. It's that's a lot of money. You should know. That's ten thousand gillas. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, Torres basically gives Judo a hard time for beating Wong up, uh, and then what really sets Judo off is he's. They said that uh, you know, they basically say you know Wong is like the financer of this shit, and if he wants you off the Argama, you're gonna be off the Argama, and how are you gonna save Lena then? Um. And Judo's like, oh shit, this is a problem. And he like, he's like, well, I'm going to finish my pizza and go apologize to him. And just starts like shoving food down his throat. And then like, he starts gagging on the food. So then he has to go to the bathroom and start like drinking water so he can get it down his esophagus. And he, he forgot that pizza was half bread. Unlike ice cream, which is ice cream is generally not any percent bread. You know, and he can just down all that. But pizza. It depends on the ice cream. Well, right. I mean, you might have something really fancy, but look, pizza's half bread. So he tries to just deep throat that like he did the ice cream, and it doesn't go well. He has to run to the bathroom. I found it interesting because when they ordered the pizza, at least in the, maybe I had a bad dub or something like that. I'm starting to think I might, or not dub, sub, but um, they, they ordered pizza and colas. Uh, so they had drinks sitting in front of them and he starts choking and he ju- rather than drinking what's right in front of him, he jumps up and runs to the well, bathroom. I thought it was like kind of weird. Well, Torres made a comment earlier that he, he asked Cecilia, he said, is your cola salty? So your cola salty here, right? Yeah. So there was, I think that might kind of, uh, this is again, the, the many levels of Tomino and his writing, like, there's a there's a subtext that some of the, the the cola quality is different depending where you go and maybe this cola was so salty that it wouldn't have helped judo be able to like drink down his pizza i feel like this is a whole like research project <laughs> for somebody not me. maybe what happened is they said is pepsi okay and he wasn't paying attention and went yeah whatever and then he realized later, oh, it wasn't okay. And so he just didn't want it anymore. <laughs> I think it's fine, but maybe, you know, he did. He was like, yeah, it's too sweet. It's, you know, it's the same when you you order a Dr. Pepper and somebody gives you a Mr. Pib and you're like, no, they're not the fucking same. I don't think they make Mr. Pib anymore. Do they not? Uh, no, they do in some places. It's available in some uh, places. Okay. That it's, one episode of American, sure. there's that one episode of American Dad where it gets all about how they don't make Mr. Pibb anymore. And so I thought that must be the actual case. Cause I don't see it in the grocery store. Well, I think they make Pibb extra, which is not exactly the same thing. I, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> all right. Well, Scotty's looking that up. Uh, we will talk about how Judo, while he is in the bathroom, overhears Cecilia being blackmailed. Um, we learned that Gotten is trying to make her take pictures of the Argama in exchange for those tickets to get her off of the moon. 
Um, Bicha and Mondo run in to get pizza as well at this point, and they notice Nell and Treyu at the bar top, um, and they're like trying to play it low, low key. Um, and they overhear part of Nell and Treyu's conversation where they're talking about attacking the Argama, and but they're they're trying to be like quiet and not draw attention to themselves. Uh, but Millie runs in and is like, "Hey, Beach and Mondo, how are you doing?" Uh, to which uh, Nell and Crayu are like, oh, those are those guys that were on Axis with us. Uh, and then we, we they, they tussle a little bit and they run out and uh, jump in a car. And this is, again, the, com- the, the, the comment I made, uh, I think, three episodes ago. Uh, this, this is one of the tropes where there's always a car five feet next to whoever needs to steal a car. Um and then Judo and I'll jump in the car too. And now I'm going to get an update from Scotty on Mr. Pib. Uh, okay, so it's available in most Coke freestyle machines. And in, it was apparently available a bit in grocery stores, but it was one of those when the aluminum shortage happened last year. It, it more or less went by the wayside. And uh, my wife likes Fresca a lot, and that was very hard to get for a while. Um, what I had started to look at and I think I think the New York Times has this like behind their paywall, but there was apparently, um, yeah. The, I'll just read this first sentence, which is not behind any paywall, and this is from uh, April of 1980 in the New York Times. The Coca-Cola Company is gearing down its nationwide Find the Pib Girl contest, buckling under pressure from a Roman Catholic priest who heads an all-black boys high school on Chicago's south side. Wait, what? This is going to go places. (laughs) Find the Pib Girl. What? Apparently it was some racial controversy over Mr. Pib in in 1980. Yeah. And uh, uh, the internet has the article, but New York Times says, give us money. And... um, it might be worth it for that article. <laughs> I mean, maybe it, it reads like the start of a uh, like a joke. <laughs> what do you get when Mr. Pib, the Pib girl, and an all-black Roman Catholic church priest walk into Boys a bar? high school. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious where that was headed. <laughs> what What are we doing? Where are we in this episode? <laughs> All right, so uh, Judo and L and Beach and Mondo all get into a car and drive off to to to, ch- to chase. Um, Cecilia drives in another car uh, onto the base where the argument is and gets past security pretty easily by saying, "Hey, I'm here to deliver pizza." Well, she doesn't get past security; they basically let her into the gatehouse. They take her into like yeah, they take her into like the gatehouse and they keep her there, um, and they start trying to like call someone to be like, "Come get your." Come get your pizza. Yeah. Um, and L, you see L kind of watching from outside of the building. Uh, and then we flash over to Wong, who is talking to Bright and says that he wants Beach and Mondo off the ship. Which, I mean, to be fair, it's probably the right call. Yeah. <laughs> and Bright's like, no, they just have too much energy. And then Wong's like, they're not new types. Luke's lights are like doing some crazy stuff in the background here. Those are the new type. Those- <laughs> I'm having a flash, guys. I see. 
see. Um, but yeah, and then he's like, oh, you know, cyber new types even can look just like regular ones. And um, anyway, Judah overhears him, and Bright's you know sticking up for them, but um, then oh, well, Wong, you missed you missed where Wong punches Bright in the stomach. Oh yeah, I had a note about that. He's hmm. just he's just hitting everybody this episode, man. It's kind of his thing. Wong's like, I have. That's more of a tap. Uh, it, it it wasn't bright it was getting not, beat up by the Titans. It wasn't it was, a full correction. It was not a full correction. It was just a gentle. It was a, it was a slight. You need to acknowledge that you're wrong. You know right, I mean? right, right. That was not a a. I'm let's fight punch. No, or it was I'm a check yourself, you. bro. Yeah, that's all that was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He still hit him. He's a dick. Uh, so yeah, Judo overhears him and gets pissed uh, because they basically Wong's like Judo's only motivation is to save his his sister. Why why are you even letting this kid pilot your your war machine? There's a very important comparison. That, well, I don't know how important it is, but I felt like it was important. Um, comparison that he makes. He he essentially says these kids suck compared to Camille. And then he's like, I don't want him here because he's not in this for the for the for the AU. He is in this for his sister and nothing, no other reason. And then right when he says that, the door opens and he's standing right there. Yeah. Yeah. I found it interesting that he suddenly likes Camille. <laughs> that that is true. Um well, you know, Camille can't talk back anymore, so <laughs> there. uh yeah. Judo vows to save his sister on his own. He's like, all right, you're going to kick me off the ship? Fuck you. Uh, I'll save her on my own by stealing your mobile suit. Um, so Cecilia notices Elf in, in the in the guardhouse finally and accidentally bumps into the emergency button or is it an, is it an accident uh, and runs away. Uh, Beach and Mondo take the Mark II and the Zeta to stop Celia because that makes sense. Um, and Judo shows up and takes the double Zeta, um, thinking it, it's going to be his final escape with the, the double Zeta. Um, and then Bright says, you, there's some conversation where everybody's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're going to go uh, get Cecilia because she's going to turn all this stuff over to, to Zeon or to Axis. And Wong's like, you trust this kid? And Bright's like, he's not the person that would lie to steal a mobile suit. At this point, do we remember the first ten episodes of Double Zeta? <laughs> Bright's pretending that he has things under control. <laughs> okay. Wong wasn't there what Wong doesn't need to know about what happened in Shangri-La won't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. So Bright smacks Wong down and basically says, no, this is my ship. I, I control things. Open, open the hatch and let, let the suits out so they can go do what they need to do. Yeah. Um, and, and he goes on here to say, you know, cause Wong's still criticizing him. You know, cause Bright tells the repair crews to stop. So the Argama can launch as well. And Wong's like, why are you just going along with what these kids saying so easily? And Bright says, well, 
maybe it's their new type intuition. They're just perceiving things more vividly than we are. And haven't you, Wong, been waiting around for this emergence of new types? Like, yeah. Isn't this what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah, he, and he says that the children's intuition is possibly the awakening of the, their new type abilities, right? So, um, yeah, Wong doesn't look like he agrees, but he doesn't really have a way to fight back at that point. Um, so, Bichamondo and Judo all fly out uh, onto the moon's surface. Yeah, and a rare green, or excuse me, it's a GM3 sighting. I call it just the green GM. Yeah. Um, and then gotten suits want to launch because uh, the suits, they, they believe the suits have found uh, gotten's ship. Uh, but he doesn't want to cause casualties on the moon because Haman would be pissed about that. Uh, because Haman wants, to, we, we learn in a little bit that Haman wants to use the moon as a base, but um, that's the first hinting of that. Um, Judo wants to take the enemy ship and use it to save Lena uh, since she he's been kicked off the argument. So basically, Judo's plan is to go attack Gotten's ship, take it over, and use it to save Lena. Um, they fight directly above Gotten's ship uh, so that it can't leave the port that it's locked into right now. Um, and Judo, again, very competent pilot fights pretty well and um, pins down the other suits. And Mondo and Bicha, actually, you know, if we go back to the last episode where they were struggling to walk a mobile suit, uh, they actually are pretty effective at fighting in, in the Mark II and the Zeta as well. Um, Cecilia is ordered to go back to the Argama, uh, go back and get the Argama's exact location, like which port is it in, yeah, um, and they, they see each other when they're like running because this port that they're fighting above, uh, Bicha is stomping on Nell's suit above it, and they're kind of in a panic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the 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 col the city is being put under duress from the mobile suit fighting, and um, Judo uses the head cannon on the double Zeta and blows up a, he, he, he doesn't, does he, he doesn't kill the mobile suit. He just like blows up its arm. Right. At this point, but he hits like a building and destroys it. He, uh, sorry, I was uh, finding my place. Um, he takes out, it looks at first, like he blows up Nell. It apparently is just some rando in like a Gaza. Okay. Or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought like he took out the suit, and then I was like, "But Nell and Crayu are both still alive." Yeah, because because Crayu gets away when Judo's about to get him with his beam saber, but then he opens. It's such a Masha Magoon thing to do. He opens the hatch, and he's like, "Wait, if you finish me off, I won't be able to eat my mom's cooking anymore." And Judo's <laughs> like, "Oh, that like, makes it sense. works." It it was a perfect strategy because then the dude gets back in, jumps away under a barrage of missiles. Um, and that's when he ends up uh, blowing up some rando with the high mega cannon. Now it, it ends up hitting this like bunker looking thing. Uh, and I thought it would have blown up whatever like ship was in there too, but it, it did not. Yeah. Um, so Wong yells at judo uh, and 
they all like judo kind of pushes back and you know everybody kind of rallies around judo at this point uh after they've gotten back and are arguing with wong and they basically say if you kick judo off the ship you're kicking us all off the ship and bright basically says yeah the whole ship feels this way and supports judo so what you do to him you're doing to everybody else on the ship so you need to fuck off um and then we see Cecilia crying to Torres in a break room. Now, uh, this is a, there's an important thing that happens here. Torres has a choice of vending machines. To you know, he's he's going to bring Cecilia something, and he chooses the vending machine that says light beer. And then he he does bring that to her. And now I did notice though that. It looks like it's just a Coca-Cola cup with a straw. And so uh, what I wrote down is that space beer, it's just Coke. <laughs> the fizzy gets you drunk. Um, so, yeah, Cecilia cries to Torres. And uh, he basically says, I'll, I'll pay your way. And she's like, well, I mean, that's nice and all, but you've got to take the rest of my family and you can't do that with the money you have. Well, he says you got to pay for seven people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's like, you can come with me, Torres. You can, you can be my baby daddy. And, um, judo and everybody shows up at this point, uh, and stops Cecilia from leaving. And episode 20 finishes with judo basically saying, Hey, this chick, you know what she did? Dot, dot, dot. And now we go into the next episode, which is well, the same. What thing. better way to link two episodes together, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, it picks up immediately. This didn't need to be a two-parter, but anyway, um, judo follows up on that cliffhanger. Imagine if you waited a week for this by <laughs> wimping out and saying, "Oh no, I just thought it'd be nice if she'd stay a little bit longer." And then I was like, "Judo, yeah. you fucking suck." Yeah. Well, Cecilia plays this totally cool by trying to run away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Elle just says, no, this chick was trying to spy on the Argama. Uh, we caught her. Fix it, Torres. Uh, and Cecilia, for her part, she does admit it. And she keeps crying. Um, and Torres says, well, let's talk to Bright. And Cecilia, I'll try to do my best to, like, have your back and make sure you don't get in too much trouble. They're like, you, you tried to sabotage us, but nothing of consequence happened yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Gotten complains that he only has one suit left. Uh, mobile suit, that is. Um, the other guys say, no, we have a few more. They're coming from uh, from space. There's like four more or something like that. No, right? the, yeah, there were a total of three more coming, so he had to total he ha he's going to have four. Um and then Gotten's like, wait, let's buy all the ships that are in port, even the damaged ones. So um Now he's acting like, Oh, I've got the best plan and he won't tell any of them what it is. And you're you as the viewer are like Huh? Yeah. Oh Lord, what's he doing? And then, and then he like makes this comment. 
I I don't you know Shara is not here, but this is this is a plan that I can do without her. So of course, we get to see Shara Moon for the first time in probably like four or five episodes. Well, she was in the background when the boys got thrown in the brig, but just in the background. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, I think this might be some kind of universal century world record for the actual length of time someone has spent anywhere as an actual prisoner. Yeah, she's been she's been in the Argama for a good like eight or nine episodes. You on mute, Luke. Luke. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny, you know, see somebody talking and Sorry. Uh yeah, so I uh I was thinking that when when Judo and Beach and Mondo got thrown into the brig at the end of the episode, and then I watched them back to back, so it felt like two seconds later they were out of the brig, and I'm like, that was that was not a real that was not a real imprisonment. Come on. It it never is. It they're only in the brig as long as they don't need a mobile suit to be out. Yeah, I mean, we know there's a a somewhat of a time gap. We don't know how long it is, a few days, a week, in between 19 and 20, because they're near Axis, and then now they're on Granada. So somewhere in there, they let them out. Yeah. Um, So Shara Moon has returned, and she returns like a jilted lover that hasn't had sex in a while. Uh, as as we have talked about before, Shard, uh, uh, Tomino does not do women any favors, including Shara Moon. So Shara is um, humping Bright, essentially, um, saying that she wants to stay on the ship and not go to Granada, Granada's POW camp. Because um, that's what's about to happen. Yep. Uh, and then she straight up offers to have sex with them for her freedom. Well, she's like, I have a lot of laundry to do, and but I'll do anything else you want me to do. Like, and then like, starts grinding on him, basically. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, Judo walks in, and is, is this a bad time? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's going on here? Um, and then after Judo gets over the awkwardness of getting ready to see, because because Bright is obviously flustered too. Um, they, they tell Bright about Gotten and Cecilia, um, and Shara says that Haman wants to use Granada as a base, uh, for her attack on Earth. And now, and, when, when Bright is trying to get Shara out of the way, he accidentally cops a feel. Accidentally. Um, yeah, so... married, after all. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Hama, or Shara makes this, like, side comment as she's laying down on a bed while they're all talking about what's happening, that Haman wants to use Granada as a base and Gotten shouldn't destroy the moon too much or she'll be pissed. And they're like, what? What did you say? Um, Shara, at this point, runs out of the room and takes Cecilia hostage. So, like, she blows through the door uh, past... Uh, judo and what is it? Uh, L and then grabs Cecilia and it says, If you do anything, I'll kill her. Um, now, now you, uh, this she's able to do this because a call comes in for Bright, which L picks up, and Caesar is calling from the bridge saying that 
we uh, we have cited the mobile suits from the Endra Corps and a bunch of like a lot of cargo ships. Yeah, and then she uses that opportunity of everyone being distracted. And what it looks like she does here is, it looks like she has her nails filed down, like to a, or filed not down filed to points, and is threatening to basically looks like gouge. Yeah. In in my out. sub, she's she holds up her fingers like that. You guys can't see me, but she's got her two fingers up, uh, and they're pointed. Her nails are pointed, and she says, uh, "If you move, I'm going to gouge your eyes out." Yeah. yeah. Yep. So um, Shara jumps into a Mark II, and there is randomly a machine gun in the Mark II. I don't. Like, I'm so ha- I'm so happy. I haven't been in a mobile suit in so long. And oh look, I found us a, a machine gun. Have we ever seen anybody use a machine gun? That's in a, like we've seen many mobile suit pilots have a handgun, but somebody just randomly leaves a machine gun, which we haven't seen one of. I don't think. And I don't think it was random because it was in like a it had like a storage case in there that she like went looking around and found it. Someone had just that afternoon gone, you know what? These hatches keep getting opened. People need sidearms. I'm going to make this happen. Everyone will be on board with this idea. Let me just go ahead and start. I'm going to put a machine gun in the Mark II. Whoever pilots that next is going to go, that was a great idea. And then now we're going to have them on all the suits. Great idea. Great Mm -hmm. idea. Um, So... um, Torres and everybody chase down the Mark II in a car, and um, Judo launches in the double Zeta, and Shara tells Cecilia that she should take her to Gotten because uh, the Argument's crew will execute her for, for her spying. Um, we see a handful of scenes where it, basically Cecilia's crying like she's done a lot of this this. this past two episodes and then like Charles will slap her a little bit. Um, gotten suits start attacking. And um, as Shara is taking an elevator up to the surface of the moon, the power of the port that they're in gets cut. Well, and the, there's this other moment here before she goes up that elevator, the double Zeta grabs the bottom of it and is trying to stop it. And, He's like holding it, trying to hold it down. She's like yeah. kicking at his tip fingers. But then the Mark II kind of like nudges at its fingers and eventually it gets it to let it go. For some reason, the, they animated this little almost inconsequential sequence really, really nicely. If you go back and look at it, like it's some really good mecha animation for this nothing burger like. 10 second scene this this episode in specific and i have a note about it later is actually really well animated there are some moments like i looked up at this one and i was like this doesn't look like it's from the 80s yeah it look it looks better than most of the 90s show this particular episode double zeta in general does not but this episode like is was on point they were looking at their budget and realized oh wait we've been underspending Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Um, so Char Char makes it to the surface of the moon. Uh, she continues slapping Cecilia around whenever she whines about something. 
Um, and then Judo turns around. He's like, I got to go head back and get a beam rifle, guys. I'll be right back. Um, and then we see a scene where Shara is uh, literally crawling on hands and knees in the mobile suit uh, around like another port. And then she gets the mobile suit stuck in like a, a doorway. She sees a she sees another passageway that's small. It's a it's a tunnel for for like trucks and stuff. Yeah. She sees it and she's like, "Oh, is this a secret passage?" <laughs> and then uh, like tries to crawl through it and gets like immediately stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things yeah. we did not mention that has happened here because it does do some scene jumping back and forth. We do find out that because uh, Caesar is radioing in and. Gotten is dropping these. He is crashing these cargo ships into port entrances, and Judo is concerned about the air leaking out, and that's why he wants to go. And yeah, I was just about to say this. He actually goes back to get his gun because he specifically yep. he immediately changes course and he's like, "I got to go stop Gotten." He stops pursuing Char at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Shara gets out of the, the Mark II and Torres tackles her. Um, but Cecilia runs away because Shara uh, has convinced her that the Argument's crew is going to execute her. Um, and Torres like go, looks at Bichamano and says, Hey, watch Shara. You know, I've knocked her out. Like, just, you know, take her back into custody. Uh, and he goes to chase Cecilia. I was going to say, yeah, it, ap- it appeared that he knocked her out and then almost the the very next scene cuts to her like wandering around. Yeah, she basically <laughs> pretended. But in the way they looked at it, it looked like he just forehand, backhand knocked yeah. her silly. Yeah. But she was just pretending. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, again, finds a nearby car and drives away. <laughs> um, so... Then she shows up the Anaheim Electronics production line. And, you know, this is... I, I'm surprised we didn't have a a Chara Moon, like... Or Chara Soon, like, freaking out, like, ah, oh, Gundam's, ah, moment. Um, I think they were close to it, but I think they decided well, they yeah, needed you, to finish the episode. You were going to get that, but then instead they say on a loudspeaker, well, we're temporary temporarily halting the production line due to brownouts. Yeah. Uh, Um, So Celia gets her tickets to leave uh, on the immigration ship and gets a a, a huge box that uh, Gotten says has uh, gold ingots in it, and it's totally not full of explosives. Um, She gets out of line when she's... I thought this was interesting because... um, she went to go get like a picture of some like a map or something like that forgotten um, from the argument did not get it. And then he's like, you got to go back and get it. And then like later we see him and he's like, here's your tickets. Here you go. And she never went back and got this map. So he's no. suddenly like, okay, you've done your duty. Here you go. So uh, he, they, they, really ex- suspicious. they explain this a little bit uh, after the fact. Uh, so, um, so you, you, when he hands her the, the backpack, he kind of like grins and, you know, this is nefarious, even though you knew it was nefarious in the first place. Yeah, he says, um, be, be careful about opening that up near other people. Yeah. So 
she tries to, so Cecilia gets in on the, the escalator to get into the, the colony ship. Um, and she sees Torres and she gets back out of line and like her grandma's like, you better hurry up. There's not much time. Um, and you know, uh, Cecilia is like, Hey Torres, I've got another ticket. Come with me. And at this point, Torres is like, you bitch. Just to step back a little bit, did, did in in the sub that you were watching, did he say what was in the? Uh, what did he tell her what was in there, or did he just tell her to be careful opening that? He told her there was like gold ingots in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We on the same page. Yes, he, he he had told her originally he was going to give her tickets and money. Yeah. So right. this is the point uh, that that Luke was alluding to that 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 uh, Torres is like you gave up the position of the Argama. And Cecilia says, no, 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 no. I told him that the Argama was in port 33, I think was the number that she gave. Um, and he goes, that's even worse, you stupid bitch. Like, that's the one that's next to the residential block. So if they attack that, it's going to kill tons of people. Uh, and this is like, th- this part is really well animated. Uh, you You get the emotions of everybody's faces really well. Like, Torres is just like lays into her and like is like you are selfish you just you screw everything up because you're only thinking about yourself um like you're not being helpful uh and you suck bye she she does they make her they they put cecilia in a terrible light yeah yeah you know torres smacks the shit out of her which is not right but you but she deserved it you're not bothered by it. If anyone deserved to get smacked, not to say that any anyone does in this show necessarily, but if anyone did, like I, I get it. Um, she just really did nothing right in any way, shape, or form here. Yeah, yeah. I like when he he's got he's got a great line when he he uh, finally you know right before he drives off and he like kind of shoves her away. He says something you know because she's like oh no i love you don't go and he says uh pray to god not me and she's like god's not nice to me so cold-blooded then he just gets in a car and leaves and she's crying and gets in the shuttle and you know the background here in the hangar i think it i don't think it actually says this i think it's hd 27 but it looks like ho 27 so I put down that we are now going to call Cecilia Gundam Ho number twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, nice. this this is where I mentioned I mentioned that I I had to note that the animation here is really on point, um, especially for the rest of the episode. Like you really like they did a very good job of conveying everybody's emotions and the seriousness of the plot and like what's going on here. That kind of started um, back earlier when like. Uh, pool was blowing people up on the colony, but like, or, or in Axis, but now it's like really well done. Um, there's a, I wanted to make a note. There's a part um, when he's telling her she's selfish, uh, at least in the sub that I had. Um, he's telling her she's selfish. She's like, I love you. You're, she, um, he's like, You're selfish. And then he's like, Go, you've got your family. And then she's like, But my family is a burden to me. And then 
starts crying and then Torres leaves at that point, which I think probably yeah. when the, when the, the God thing uh, came up and I didn't, I didn't get that in mind. Um, but it's interesting how much she's trying to like get her family out of there considering she. Yeah, that was, that was in the, um, she does have a line like that in the, in the Blu-ray and I just didn't, it was, it was going on a while. So yeah. It, it, that one down. yeah. So, uh, judo launches in the double Zeta to fight John gotten's forces. Um, and we, we, we gotten orders his suits to send the immigration ship to port 27. So they've determined that the immigrant, that the Argama wasn't actually at port 33 as it's like starting to like have stuff come out of it. They're like, Oh, it's at port 27. So send, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huh? No, no, no. So they, they crashed something into 33 and there was nothing there. Right. And so, um, judo at this point starts attacking Clayu in a Gaza D and he says, gotten, we're out of ships. And then, so now, but they think where this double Zeta is, is where the Argama must be. Right. Right. And so then gotten says, okay, there is a ship that just launched from port 27 called the Cassiopeia. And that's the immigration ship. Oh, so he says, I drive see, see. them, drive that ship over to the Argama's port, which is whatever port the double Zeta just came out of. They think, so that's what he's telling them to yep. do. Yes. So he was out of all the ships that he bought at this point. And the Cassiopeia, which is the immigration ship that Cecilia and her family were on, is getting pushed over there because he knows that there is a bomb on it. And I just want to remark that you got a, you know, somewhat cool name for a ship like Cassiopeia or Cassiopeia or whatever. It, you know, it sounds like a spaceship name, but it's just a boring immigration ship. Meanwhile, Axis, we learned a couple episodes ago, has a warship named Sandra. <laughs> we couldn't have switched them. It's just some random woman's name that uh, Tomino probably hooked up with. No, you know what it is? It, it, I'm sure they just didn't understand like English names or like Americanized names enough to know if that was good or bad. <laughs> it probably has the same source, like root language origin as things like the Sadalan and the Guanban and no one just, yeah, they didn't connect that. It's just... It's basically like calling a a ship Karen. (laughs) So um, Cecilia's dad kind of lays into Cecilia because he's like, who's this Torres fellow? And she's like, it's none of your business. And he's like, it is a father's business to know like who his daughter's fucking around with. And um, it's like this just stupid argument. Uh, and I have a note here that she is also a shitty person and everybody seems to know that she's just yeah. like useless and shitty. But then uh, her little brother, Pete, he spots mobile suits. They're outside. And so they, they surround the ship because they're trying to hurt it. But that makes the ship shake. And so, of course, now her briefcase falls and her dad's like, you know, she, she runs over to it and there's this outside panel popped up and it's looking weird. And her dad's like, what's wrong? Was there a bomb in there under all the money? <laughs> there There was. And yeah, she's like, ah, shit. Ah, shit. Um, so the gotten suits move near the ship uh, to near the Argama, but Judo is still managing to actually snipe them off pretty well without damaging the Cassiopeia or Cassiopeia or whatever we want to call it. Um, it. It gets hit and shakes a little bit, but it's pretty pretty much undamaged. Um 
and then Cecilia, we see Cecilia uh, opening a door to the outside after she's put on a normal suit uh, with her bomb in hand. Um, and she like sees some verniers too. And she's like, oh, there's some verniers. I will get them. Uh, and at this point, Judo kills Crayu with his beam saver. So by Crayu. Um, Cecilia flies onto the last axis suit uh, that's in the area with her verniers. And uh, it starts retreating uh, back to Gotten Ship. Uh, and this is Nell. She gets on Nell's. Yeah, yeah she gets on Nell's ship. Uh, so Judo sees Cecilia on the suit, uh, and he doesn't know it's Cecilia at first. Uh, eventually, he figures it out, uh, but he knows there's a civilian on it, and just he doesn't want to fire. Uh, at this point, Gotten starts the countdown for the bomb, though, because he thinks that it is still on the immigration ship. Uh, at this point, Judo senses that the civilian that he saw is Cecilia, and he senses that she's holding a bomb. Yep. Um, now, um, when when he starts the countdown, don't forget, this is when Chara runs up to the dock and is about yep. to get on yep. with the rest of them. And Gotten goes, hey, yeah, you know what? Because remember, he wants to do this without her. Yeah. So he tells him to go ahead and leave. And he says, you know, we'll be right back after we get done with this. We're going to destroy the double Zeta. Everything will be fine. Yeah. And Chara doesn't seem too happy about that, but she's, you know, it is what it is. Um, so he, he try uh, judo is trying to get Cecilia to, to leave the suit and come back to him, but she won't do it. Um, and then gotten has the, his ship, trying to fire on judo's uh beam cannon uh but it he misses but it keeps judo from getting too close to the ship um and then the time runs out and the bomb blows up with nell and gotten and all of his ship um and yeah they all die and the episode ends with torres saying we're lucky that that, you know, we're, we're so lucky that that happened. Good luck with your life, Cecilia and Judo yeah. crying. Yeah. He's like, I, I hope, I hope she has a good life now. Yeah. Torres says, I'm glad she got away with nothing wrong. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> oh, Cecilia. Yep. So half of our villains died. Shara okay. was probably like uh, glad I didn't get on that ship <laughs> yeah. uh, it's that it's like some of the what ifs with Jared the, this is like the what if with if Shara got on that cargo ship but uh, yeah you know their their time was they, they had run their course so th- this is fine this one uh, this two parters I don't know this is the one where I said if you jump back on episode 18 you might get to these and go what I don't know, man. Um, it's okay. Like it should have been. If it was one episode, I would like this. This this would have been. Yeah, if it was like a longer episode, like they could have cut some out, but maybe not a whole episode's worth of content out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, forty five minutes was just too long for this story, but I can see where twenty two wouldn't be enough. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah it. 
But again, the, the animation quality, especially with yeah. episode 21, was fantastic. So I feel like I feel like they had a director that was like, I have a story to tell and I want to tell it very well. And that that's why they dedicated resources. This felt like somebody's pet project almost. And it has a similar feeling to, like, for me, the episode with Sarah when she has a bomb. And this sort of just goes in a different direction with it. Because instead of enemy cyber new type with the bomb, you have civilian being taken advantage of by an Axis goon. Yeah. And and I think we talked a little bit before we started the recording that this is very similar to the uh, original uh, series uh, with... uh, Man, the name uh, name escaped me. Miharu. Yeah, yeah. So it's that interesting. Was what, that was what, that was what you said. I, I didn't. I don't get that as much. It, it's 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 similar on a superficial level. Not like okay. They they have these stories of the locals and like infiltrating the bases and all that stuff. So it's it's a trope, but um, not not an exact trope. You guys got anything else? All right. I think I'm good. We will see you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter at New Type Flashpod and wherever else we post our shit. Um, see you soon.